0: Gato chima tarper hura chana Farna Chika-man-hu hu chata sira, chafala tu The Sims Chanatu, tu han
1: That's a hell of an intro. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, I'll give you your, your 500 simoleons later. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Nothing Good. Uh, it, it's Jones. Uh joined Mr. Brown, Mac, and Jeff. We're going to be talking about uh, the, one of the most important PC gaming franchises of all time. Ever. Uh, the Sims uh, from Maxis. Uh, first and foremost, gentlemen, how are you guys doing this fine evening?
2: Fantastic. Excited to talk about The Sims. For those who haven't ever played The Sims, you have no idea what the fuck our intro was about, but that's Simlish (laughs) for this week on Nothing Good. As
3: as someone who has played The Sims,
0: I know what that introduction was all about. Very good. I'm ready to make woohoo to this week's topic. I'll tell you that. Make some woohoo. Oh, Oh, yeah. If you don't believe that I have a vested interest in any video game franchise in which we be fucking then you are sorely mistaken. This is this was it. This is yeah. ready.
2: You don't get to see it, but you get to do it. You and that's it. all that
0: matters. And if you turn the vibration control settings on on your controller on the console version, you can feel it. Uh,
3: just, just tell me there wasn't a really lonely night back in like 2007. No, where just you just left the vibration controller on your crotch and they just had a fucking three day bender.
0: Sadly, that never happened, mostly because Sims wasn't ported to consoles until 2016. So it happened way later in life. But in the meantime, you know, they had a lot of skins you could put on a lot of early versions of this game. So we'll explore that as we go on. But gentlemen, we are here talking, as you mentioned, Doc, about one of the most important PC, nay, video game franchises. Ever. It's really a people simulator. It is a sandbox game. And it is so important and so influential to all of gaming and us personally for a myriad of reasons. But you know what also is influential and personal? Fucking alcohol. So let's describe what alcohol we're drinking. And Mac, why don't you lead us off? What do you what do you having? Uh,
3: it's it's heavy today, boys. It's uh it's definitely definitely on getting to the bottom. Of the mm-hmm. uh, of the bottles, so I'm continuing my uh, my rum and coke journey you as we fully, go through.
2: You have fully committed to that over the past month. I have.
3: I have <laughs> um, more than I've committed to most things. I feel <laughs> definitely more than I've committed to this episode. I'll, yeah, I was going to say. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, which is why this one's been particularly strong to to get me through the next uh, ninety so minutes just, or so.
2: You're just gonna black out for the I'm, whole thing.
0: Yeah, you know,
2: I'm just if I drink
3: enough, I'll just start talk, talking about other video games and just go da 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 Sims. Oh, there's a
0: chance we would do that if we were dead sober having coffee in the morning. So that is that is definitely possible. Doc, what are you having?
1: I am currently drinking from Heavy Seas beer. A Double Cannon IPA, you
0: know. very nice. The Double Cannon is excellent.
1: Uh, it's a good it's one. first. I appreciate sure the first time I've had it, and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm gonna well, fuck the power through this one, uh, but uh, not not. It's not my jam so far, but that might change as I drink it a little bit more.
0: I will hop in here because Jeff always has the most interesting one, so I'll let him close. I am drinking the Cookie Porter from Breckenridge Brewery. Ooh. Is interesting. Uh, I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. Does it taste like cookies? No. Does it taste like beer? Uh, yes, it does. And so it is wonderful. Let me see what the, it's 5.4. So it's actually somehow more potent than the original Porter from Reckon Ridge Brewery. So hell yeah. Cookie Porter.
2: Yeah. And it's got cookies in it. I mean, how could you go wrong? Uh, not this way. Can't. <laughs> Can't. Can't go wrong with cookies. Uh, I am not drinking cookies. I am drinking a beer called False Kingdom from mm. old thunder brewing in Blonox PA good old Blonox. Blonox. Uh it's an IPA, it's no, no, one of their I, flagship IPAs. That's... It's a fairly new brewery. Uh really cool tap room. If you ever get a chance to go to Blonox of all places, it's worth checking out.
3: Listen, there is no there I are a few places there, <laughs> there are a few places in Pittsburgh that are more Pittsburgh than Blonox, right?
2: <laughs> it's I even like... I didn't even know where it was. But I ended up at this brewery, so that's how I found it. I still don't know where it was. Blonox <laughs> sounds it was like...
0: It sounds like, if you remember the old Tums commercials from the 90s, where someone's sitting at a diner, and they're like, oof. And then someone hands them a roll of uh, Rolades Right before they do, it's like, do you suffer from Blonox? Try <laughs> Aids. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, I, I, I when I hear Blonox, I just think to myself, like, look, guys, I was... I was I was fucking the scroll the other night. Right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she, she like told me to roll her over and like, I'm, 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 like just right from behind and everything. And she said right at the point of like a finishing, just fucking like punch her in the back of the head and just go bonox and just like all (laughs) over her back, Uh, you know?
2: So, so angry. Yeah. Not, not (laughs) exactly what I was thinking, yeah. (laughs) but, but for our listeners at home, I have a, a strong affinity for craft breweries. And in this particular brewery, Old Thunder in Blonox, they bought the old, the original post office in Blonox and converted it into their tap room. So they still have like the room with like all their mailboxes and like the vaults and shit. It's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah, dope.
0: It is actually a really cool place. Are we getting paid per time we say Blonox? Because we are
2: fucking... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm
0: saying it more than Juliet Lewis. Oh, the, putting it <laughs> in. There. This
2: is probably the only time we're going to talk about Blonox, so we might as well get it all out of the fucking way right now.
3: I oh, can't. Right. I can't wait until on the metrics when they find out that <laughs> 73 people from Blonox just listen to this podcast. <laughs> it just pops up as its own country.
0: Oh, so wonderful. Well, let's speaking again out of the fucking way. Let's start the Sims, uh, created by Will Wright. Uh, the creator of Sim City, which is the video game franchise that your aunt or grandma most repeated to you when they saw you playing your video game console one time. Oh, hmm. is that the Sim City? Uh, no, no, Aunt Meg, it's not. It is not Sim City, but it's made by the same guy, and Will Wright. Uh, and it came to him because he lost his his house in a fire, and he was recanting all of the fun awful things that he used to have and wanted to put them all back and he's like, this should be a video game because why not put your personal tragedy uh, into video game fucking form which is also the reason why Mario exists because if anyone else is like me and recently went through home improvement plumbing issues, then that's a fucking traumatizing event. You know, little demons rolling out on your floor but as soon as EA bought Max's (laughs) games The Sims came to be in 1999. Gentlemen, when did we first hear of or play the Sims? Who wants to take it? Jafar. I'm I will not, I will so go, go first. first. No, Jones would wants Jeff to go, go first. first. Go ahead. Oh, swear to god, you guys fucking suck. <sighs> Jones, you go first.
1: <sighs> well, he asked, so I said, I'll go first. <laughs> oh, I am fucker. I am not going first. Um no.
0: this is uh, going so, so well. The first time I <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways,
2: The Sims. Let's talk about okay. The Sims, y'all.
1: Yeah. So that's that's where we're going. Uh, the first time I heard of it, uh, first time I even saw it, uh, was online uh, on on Microsoft Internet Explorer um, on AOL. Uh, actually, was the the actual internet provider I was using, uh, and I remember just kind of like looking at it and thinking, this looks fucking stupid. Who would want to do because I was not a big SimCity fan, uh, or you know, Sim Isle or Sim Metro or all the fucking other Sim games that came out. Uh, but the more I read about it, and I'm like, you know, that actually could be interesting just having a fucking family, just creating chaos. Uh, because I remember the there was like a preview I read in Game Pro, I'm pretty sure it was Game Pro. I couldn't, it may not have been, might have been EGM for all I remember, but they, the, there was an interview and they were talking about how the chaos you can create, how The Sims can die, and all this stuff. And I'm like, that actually could be kind of fun. Uh, and um, yeah, so I'd say it was probably like 99 at some point. It was definitely like 98, 99 is when I first heard about it or read about it.
0: Mac.
3: Well, the. My first really encounter with The Sims was working at Toys R Us uh, because we had The Sims 2, which was coming out right around the time that I was uh, finally hired on as, uh, as an employee. Not seasonal anymore. Got to take the best off, get the official red shirt going. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really about The Sims 2. Um, the, 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 the first version of The Sims in 2000 didn't really hook me very much. You know, um, so I was more into, you know, the the Nintendo 64, uh, Nintendo GameCube kind of changeover and those kinds of games that were being played around that point in time. So, yeah, probably about 2004, uh, being introduced it at the store, having to get to know it because people would ask me a whole bunch of questions. Do you have The Sims 2 or what is this game, The Sims, that I need to buy my kid? You know, should I buy it for them, not buy it for them? So... Yeah, that was really my my introduction to it
0: Jafar, When did you first encounter the Sims?
2: Yeah, so uh, I was in art school when the Sims came out. um, And a lot of the guys that I went to school with were heavy into gaming. Uh, Mostly console gaming is what we played in the dorm. But uh, PC gaming was was really taking off at the time. So I knew a lot of people that were playing the Sims. I didn't pick the Sims up until the Sims 2. Cause it never really, it never really interested me. I played SimCity a few times, uh, before that. And it never really, I never really got hooked on any of that, but, uh, you know, through all my gaming friends through college, uh, I at least knew of the Sims. I just wasn't committed to giving it a try yet until Sims two came out. And at, at that, when Sims two came out, I was working at TRU with, with Dave. So it was easy to acquire that game.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. My first, uh, was actually, uh, electronic gaming monthly in their big quarter four into the year 2000 episode. They had a whole big, like six page spread on the Sims. And this is really, I, I I'm with you guys, you know, my wife loves Sim City, and her, they all feel really strongly about it. I always thought it was fucking boring. I never really got it. It just seemed like and listen, you guys can all attest. I just got done playing like a ninety-five long long, day-long game of civilization on the Xbox.
3: I think you're still playing. It's at least playing right now. I know
0: I actually ended it today. I finally I I won on turn four eighty-nine of five hundred. You're
2: playing that and recording Halloween Havoc at the same time. Still today. Still
0: still to this day.
3: You know, hook out. Did they no, did they finally knock on the door to let you know to shut it down? Not the developers or anything in the game, the actual people in civilization, <laughs> they actually show up at your front door.
0: Yeah, but most likely. I think, I think dreaming of it means I meant I actually had to finish the game before I was allowed to play anything else. But still, uh, I love my new boring, fucking tedious video games, just like the rest of us. But that I never got other than occasionally renting it from like Farmore or Giant Eagle Video or Blockbuster, looking up the cheat codes to be able to cause an earthquake or tornado uh for that hour and then fucking returning the game because what what the fuck else am i going to do it's not any of the other more ex- vector man existed why the fuck would i play sim city right but <laughs> all of a sudden this looked more interesting so yeah so it was 2000 and i got it uh my father uh was like so my parents were divorced and so my dad would always kind of overcompensate on holidays to to, to kind of make up for it and he's like do you want ki-? and i'm 15 16 at this time it's like do you want candy for easter like a like a like a kid i went no why don't you why don't you buy me a video game and he's like what video game would you want i said the sims uh and he did so i had the the sims in april or march of 2000 a couple months after it came out and it was it was crazy i actually never played the sims 2 because i was still playing the sims 1 until the time i wrote that that gaming pc <laughs> with all of the nudie mods that i will keep elaborating on and this thing i mean i had so many naked people just to, to the point where here's a fun story like i'm like a in high school and my father's like "How?" Do, so the sims used to play like because my dad's a gamer right but he, he kind of avoided it. he's like oh, i'll try this that sounds fine and he turns me, it's like i hear from the other room, what the because it's just nude neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I even
1: oh,
3: no. I even
0: had like nudity wallpaper. Uh, like <laughs> it just this. I'm
2: just <laughs> because I'm just envisioning the look that Ron Brown has just given you like this whole time. Like it's <laughs> fucking kids, man.
0: Uh, he's like, go to bed. <laughs> i play the game. Now. <laughs> 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 want where I, get from. I love it but no there's like there's like it was just like just because you know and in, in the year 2000 tits on the internet were just reaching their the it's like, it's like the bronze age of internet boobs right and so you found a way to get them into everything you know hidden folders you know everywhere you could and on the sims but yeah no that's where i uh I was drawn to it because of the, and this would be something that would come up for all of us as game goes on, that alluring thought that video games have always promised you that you can do whatever you want. Here's a game, be whoever you want to be, do whatever you want to do. And though very few games have ever gotten close to that promise, much less ever achieved it, The Sims is, as far as my recollection, one of the first games to ever get anywhere near there. Right, they're like, okay, well, here's the the sandbox. Here's the edge of the box. You can make people, and you can build a house and get a job or not. And in the consequences, and the positives, and the boobs all flow from this moment. So, and and that was what was alluring, <laughs> and I think that's where it, it kind of gone into. And uh, yeah, it's the first video game you ever fucked somebody in. So super excited about that, Doc. Yeah. So I have a qu- no, okay,
1: so the two of us were the only two that played the Sims, the original Adam um, gathering mm-hmm. um so I, I have a question for you before we kind of move forward from the Sims uh, I want to talk yeah. about it a little little bit. So what was your favorite part of the Sims like that experience as a kid? I mean obviously you kind of expressed it was the 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 the, the ass and titties uh, mm-hmm. and uh but we'll, beyond that <laughs>
0: always was. The gameplay loop was Ugh. there anything about the gameplay loop that you enjoyed? Oh, I mean, it was an extremely innovative gameplay. I mean, and I think for a lot of us, because really, aside from that, with the exception of like Command and Conquer and Red Alert, Tiberian Sun, and those types of games that came out, Age of Empires before that, there weren't a lot of sub menu based games. You click a thing, and then you have a menu. Mm. Uh, radio yeah. and then you highlight the radio and then there's so it's just choices tons of choices and choices which was good i also at that same time i was really yeah. getting into music as a, as a kid as a teenager and winamp was out as like the main amp. and you could uh using plugins for winamp input your music the real music you had into the subfolders for the sims and so when they listen to the speakers you could listen to your music so it was that Customization, But I'll tell you what my favorite That's thing really that cool. ever happened to me was in The Sims. It was before I decided and discovered how to put all the titties in there. I mean, I'm not going to get into too much detail about this anymore. Uh, but I cannot possibly express to you that I found a way to put titty skins on everything. And not just titty skins. But let me take this journey. And this is not the thing I'm going to get into. But let me just elaborate on the tits for one more second. Is that so there's nudity packs. And then there's the code to take away the grade bars. So you can see the tits. And then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. here's celebrity skins. And at that time, in right. 2000, the WWF was in the middle of Attitude Era, right? And so you could yep. put... I did like, the same thing. Yeah, yes th- so you put, like, wrestler... like So he had Kane walking around the neighborhood and all that fun shit, too, right? And then it was like... Yep. And then there's like, Sable and Terry Runnels. And then it's like, oh, wait. Can you put titties on Terry and, and, and Sable? And you could. <laughs> and then... With just a couple of little command consoles, you could put those titties on Kane. So Kane's walking around with tits out (laughs) in my neighborhood. It was fucking wonderful, guys. It was just I could just titties everywhere. The titties on the rock, titties Mm -hmm. on Mark Henry, titties on titties. It was it was great. But on my like very first day, I'm really playing the Sims. I was like home for school for some reason. And I you're building the house and you used to have like smoke alarms you had to put in. Right. Or else you wouldn't be able to because if the house caught fire and you had burglar alarms. And this is a feature they've since cut from the game, I think, for this very reason. But I had somebody I had a bad electrical thing going wrong with one of my appliances and a burglar broke into my house. And while he was sneaking around my house, my house caught fire and the burglar burned alive in my home. And I was haunted by this guy's ghosts for the rest of that game so (laughs) meanwhile amongst all these titties there's fucking the big show walking around with a mammoth set of tits on him and there's this ghost of a dead burglar floating past the big show just it's if if i had to sum up my summer of 2000 in a nutshell it's ghost ghost burglar looking at big show's tits and that's what the sims means to me but that's a hell of a thing right there you
1: you more or less answered my question (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Um,
0: i'll take i'll take radio menus as my favorite Uh, yeah radio menus
1: yeah yeah so okay uh for me and i got the sims same year came out much like you a couple months after it went live uh so we're talking peak gaming experience for me as a as a teenager Mm -hmm. you know still in high school just one foot out one foot in uh, right around almost adulthood, very little responsibility still, but just enough. Had a job. You know, I bought this game uh, with my own money. was was pretty cool at the time. Uh, for me, the gameplay loop, it wasn't so much the controlling the Sims and micromanaging them, and that was fine. I mean, the the, the stress of are they going to make it to work? <laughs>
2: are they gonna, like,
1: are they going to get fired? <laughs> Making sure they had enough food and water. But it was it was the architecture it was designing homes. I spent more time and energy just building a house uh, than I probably did playing the game. Um, And interestingly enough, uh, when the game was being developed, like original originally, it was designed as like just an architecture game. Uh, And then uh, Will Wright decided that shit's boring and (laughs) no one's gonna enjoy that. But it'd be way more interesting to have people in the houses. Uh, and be able to control them um but i i love download this game was really important to me as a gamer as a pc gamer specifically because it was the first real time i messed around with modding anything much like you were saying like Mm -hmm. i didn't touch modding before that uh but like with the internet and, and forums and interconnectivity of people coming together and enjoying one particular game people you know sharing files and ideas next thing you know I had the entire WWE roster in my neighborhood just like you granted they were not all walking around uh with ass and titties and titties and ass but Mm. uh I did have you know all sorts of different random celebrities it was really cool but probably the most important part was (laughs) it was the chaos (laughs) that could happen it was the chaos that could take place you know
0: what i mean it was being able to st- what what get a recycle you said ass and titties and titties and ass for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs>
3: i can't, I can't get over just,
0: it just, just <laughs> casually out your it's, mouth. It's, it's
3: it's it was a combination of ass and titties titties and ass and then noah just going mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, oh. so oh, but-
1: i i do have a story uh, a sim story uh, and it's the only sim story i have and because you played the first one you'll appreciate this and i think you guys the other the two of you who have not played but have played the other sims other games have cool appreciate this so in sims one there was like very little customization there was very little like agency when you started your neighborhood and there was like the families that were already there, they were there by default. One of those families was the Goth family. Yep. Bella Goth, up, Bella Goth and their little girl. I can never remember her damn name. Um. So I created myself, you know, Swing and Bachelor and this was the doing of Anthony and myself. We, we set the shit in motion. Okay. So back like you could, I mean, realistically, you could do almost whatever you wanted. So you, what I did was I started flirting with Bella Goth over and over and over all the time every chance I got until eventually when you built up enough relationship with another sim other options would open up right so you go Mm -hmm. from like oh shaking hands you know joking around to light flirtation yeah flirting. like oh we can do that so we just kept going and after day after sim day after sim day we kept building this relationship up to the point now this whole time all happening parallel Mortimer and I are buddies He's, they're coming over, I'm, I'm cooking out, they're hanging out with my, with my bachelor sim, and I'd always pull Bella off to the side and just flirt with her and flirt with her and flirt with her, until eventually an option popped up to, like, kiss. Oh, yeah. I'm like, hot damn, we're going for it. There you go. So I started kissing her, and then we and then there's, like, hearts that start popping up, you know? Now, mind you, this is a married woman with a, with a family, with a daughter. And Anthony and I are like fuck this We're going to ruin this fucking shit well, We didn't realize The level, the tragedy that would come to pass So um, We get to a point After this is like one Gaming session we did this right Over the course of like an hour or so And we get to a point where Everybody came over Mortimer came over Bella was there and eventually Like a little option came up To propose or something like that I'm like, Anthony and I look at each other. He's like, do it. I'm like, all right. As I click propose, at the precise moment, was we're in my bedroom. Mortimer comes walking in looking for us. He turns and sees me drop to one knee and propose. She says, yes. And it's official. It's right in front of his face. He like walks up to my character, to my sim, slaps him cries and leaves the house
0: oh my okay. god
1: <laughs> so Anthony and i are like wow that fucking happened and then now we look she's a part of my household now like she's in the house now <laughs> all right so we're like okay so let's check out what's going on with the goth family let's find out what's happening here all right so my old pc uh was super fucking slow um, so, what happened is, if I, if I loaded up another uh, neighborhood or another house, the audio would load first before anything else. So it was like loading screen, and then like it was like the music, music, and then it stopped, and then you heard like crackling, just crackling. And then we load up the fucking kitchen's on fire in the Goth family house, <laughs> and all you see are two legs sticking out of the fucking fire. I swear to God, two <laughs> legs. It was Mortimer. And he was dead. Oh. And this little
3: girl. He was your friend, by herb. Herself.
2: Why would you do that? <laughs> you,
0: had, you invited him over for cookouts, and that's how you're <laughs> You orphaned this little girl by cucking her dad <laughs> And your house friend of barbecue. <laughs> you monster.
1: And that, that poor girl just stayed in the house by herself forever. You know, and I just it was just uh yeah, but those are the things you could do in the sins, right? You could just fucking do that and be a fucking homewrecker.
0: All of and a it sudden, great. all of a sudden putting hits on Gerald Briscoe doesn't sound like such a monstrous <laughs> thing to do. <laughs>
2: uh, oh my god. Oh my god.
0: No, oh, but uh, I mean, yeah, uh, for sure. So, yeah, so uh this was awesome.
2: It proves the point that you li- it was the first game where you literally there were zero defined goals. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted, right. but it also like if you start to think about how the game was developed, like Will Wright was a fucking weirdo. Oh yeah, like he was into some weird shit. For sure. and, he, and like yeah, it started with building cities, and then it start then it evolved into destroying cities and how the AI of the cities would rebuild themselves, and then he's like, then he got like real deep into like psychology and the human mind and how people interact with each other he's like how can i recreate that in the game and you know maxis was like well we don't we're we're not really interested in that Mm -mm. (laughs) but when they got bought out by ea ea was like we're kind of interested in that we we think that could work (laughs) and for as as absurd as it sounded i mean it usurped uh, Missed as the highest selling PC game of all time. Yep, it sold over six million copies in the first two years and evolved into a franchise with you know thirty different expansion packs and four main games and two hundred million copies sold. So a lot of people are fucking playing The Sims, and a lot of them have ass and titties and titties and ass because you can do that. Oh. Can can that be a T-shirt well,
1: if
0: you if you want to be weird, <laughs> we can we can we can work on this and we'll just be wrapped around Sims that green font.
3: diamond, right? Just just in Sims font, ass and titties, titties and ass. And
0: ass. That's going up here to a demographic. I do have a question. Uh, what?
1: for Dave and Jeff? Okay, so Jeff, you started playing Sims two, um, so. And Mac, which where did you start on like the Sims? I know you weren't like a big Sims person, so like, where, did you play like three or four?
3: I played four. So, um, yeah. and I played it in advance of this podcast, and I played it on PlayStation Four. Well,
1: listen, that's called research.
3: It is. It is. Um, so, I, I just want to let me let me kind of preface here that um, I did not have computers that were designed for gaming um, growing up um and even after i could start buying my own shit it just it wasn't the it wasn't the avenue i went down i had a few games here and there that i would download and put on the laptops and stuff but that was it you know roller coaster tycoon um the movies lord of the rings online like that those were the kind of the the couple computer games that i kind of got into um there was very little about the sims that appealed to me um and it probably is because of the type of game that it is. So, you know, you guys talk about, you know, it's, it's the ultimate sandbox game. Just whatever you feel like you want to do, you can go ahead and do. Um, that didn't really ever appeal to me um, because I was playing, you know, MLB 2004. I was playing Madden 2005. I was playing, you know, NHL 2006 and, and whatnot. And, you know, those games are in some ways similar to what you kind of get when you play the Sims, except you're, you're building statistics and, you know, those games develop franchise mode and you can draft a player and you can create a player and he comes up through the minors and you play all the way through his career and he can be a hall of famer and all this other stuff. So like that was kind of more of the area that I was always in where games were concerned at that point in time. So the idea of just an open world simulation where somebody would, you know okay there's a house let's go make breakfast and like i don't even want to fucking go make breakfast but i don't want a video game character to go make breakfast you know so it was really sims 4 for me because that was the one i could download on the on the systems and kind of get a chance to play and it it really met every expectation i had for it i was bored out of my fucking mind in the first 10 15 minutes <laughs> so um, yeah so it was really always aware of the game you know, I sold it to a lot of people. Um, I paid attention to it so I could talk to people about it. But it was never really in my wheelhouse to play. And I think the fact probably, too, that I had limits in PC gaming and what my computers could really do is probably another reason why I didn't get involved with it like you guys did early on. It's just PC gaming was not my it was I was very much console gaming at that time. So that was not really where I was uh, going with it.
2: far. Yeah, it's it's one of those things and uh, Herb and I actually talked about this offline is, you know, we're so used to playing games that clearly define goals. You know, whether we're running missions in Halo or Gears of War or you're playing sports games, Dave, like it's there's a clear start. There's a clear finish. But like the Sims and most Sim related games are they're slow burn games. Like it's not like Pick it up, play for a few minutes, and that's it. Like you're you're committed for the long haul. And that and that's for a lot of gamers, it's out of their comfort zone. But for a lot of non gamers, it's in their comfort zone. And that's why I think The Sims is so revolutionary, because it opened up the doors to casual gamers everywhere. And when when the first Sims was at its peak, It was 50% female gamers, which was completely unheard of. Super, super huge. Yeah, 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 that was a huge breakthrough. And then when you talk about, you know, now we're so accustomed to DLC for every game that's out. Back then it was, okay, you got to buy an expansion. And then they're like, are people actually going to buy this expansion? I'm not really sure. But when they released Sims Live in Large, 50% of the people who own the original game bought the expansion pack that's huge which was also unheard of for the time so ea being ea they're like we're just going to keep doing this forever (laughs) and and that's what they continue to do that is so true but there are so many things with the first sims game and the expansion packs and the doors that it opened were fucking revolutionary for gaming and are still having a huge impact today all the way through sims 4 hundred
0: percent. And I I think we could talk um, before we move on to Sims 4, which I think a lot of this conversation should gear towards because all four of us have played it recently and there's people in our lives that have played it recently as well. Um, But I want to throw back to something here to uh, to take a break from all the ass and titties and titties and ass, as we have mentioned um, in, in the archives. We've talked about The Sims somewhat in our PC Gaming Roots episode in which uh, the aforementioned Anthony Gibby, fam 69 was our special guest, and we started to talk about The Sims. <laughs> the, the Midnight and Listener, man. The Midnight Listener. Oh, it's so the good. Midnight the Peruvian Listen. Surprise. It's so good. Um, but Dare well, I say succulent? So
2: succulent. That's ah. reserved for Peru.
3: Succulent Peru. Well, if Peru hasn't World tuned in for a little while, I might take that in a petition to put the mantle off of peru being succulent and and possibly giving it someplace else
0: we we'll have fair? to prove this is your chance but i would like to throw back to a a very awesome story that i think it, now is the perfect time to elaborate that uh we've all played the sims games uh one another and we all have people in our lives that are gamers one way or the other but doc you're very very invested story about how important the sims was in a relationship in your life and i'd really like if you wouldn't mind recanting for that for us here now sure
1: sure sure uh so you know i i kind of sort of went over this generally uh back in the pc episode like you said so i'll just i won't make this too long so it was a big deal i played i bought it and me my buddy anthony and uh, another friend of ours eric and we played the hell out of it mostly me and Anthony uh and I was super into it and I started like you know getting into the modding and stuff like that and you know my neither of my parents are gamers uh well that's a lie technically uh at the time now that my parents were gamers uh they you know they tolerated my gaming interests and they'd buy me games here and there but now that I was like you know 17 years old I had a job and I was making my own money enough to buy my games when I wanted. Uh, you know, they didn't have to worry about, you know, buying me games for Christmas anymore. Um, so, uh, I don't, I couldn't tell you how it started, but I know that occasionally my mom would pass by because our PC was in the dining room slash office. Uh, and she'd like look and she'd kind of stand in there and watch. She'd ask me a question or two about, you know, what is this? And, what do you, and I'm like, yeah, it's just, you just kind of live. You just, you just, you just live. It was, it's a really hard game to explain to somebody. Like you just exist and you just get a job. You do this, you do that. You pay your bills, you clean up, you make sure that they eat and they sleep and they, they take a dump the whole nine yards. And so she watched me play it enough times just in passing that one day she's like, I kind of want to try to play it. And I'm like, okay, I us sit down. I'll show you how to play it. And we, and we sat down, I explained everything to her. And the only games a mom would ever play on the computer was Solitaire and mahjong. I'm pretty sure I mispronounced that, but that's like those are the only games she played. Uh, if she played anything on a PC. Uh, but, but like she sat down, and my mom had a you know, a 40-hour week job, you know, responsibilities, the whole nine yards, but like that game it just sunk its its fangs into her awesome. so quickly. So i would come home from work or come home from school rather and someday she'd get home before me and she'd just be on the fucking computer i'd want to come home and play the Sims, and she's just or get online heaven forbid because i couldn't get online on my phone so i'm like okay cool and i just turn around i go up to my room and do something else you know play a video game or heaven forbid do homework um and this started happening more and more. And I started noticing that she's just like legit ass playing my game and is not stopping. And I kind of like, it was at the time I was like salty about it. Cause I really wanted to play. So I had to wait until like days, like she worked the weekend or like or they went grocery shopping. I would just get in and start and then start playing because I knew at some point in the day, she's going to start moseying around looking to play the Sims. <laughs> um, Uh, And and I also, and I should have pressed this, my mother is uh, no longer with us. So, uh, you know, the story, it's a weird, looking back on it now, how much joy that this game gave her uh, in retrospect. When you're an adult and you have a family, you have a marriage, you have a mortgage, you have bills, you have baggage, and you have things going on. You have health issues, whatever it is. You have dynamics in family and extended family. And you have, sometimes you do need something healthy. To kind of disconnect with. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a po- it's a it's a positive. Smoked the cigarettes, but that was really. Good. Yeah, one hundred percent. And she like she was super into it. So I bought the first expansion, Living Large, uh, and I think I might have bought House Party. And she proceeded to buy every other expansion after that. <laughs> That's awesome. Every That's great. single. And at that point, by the time we got to like the sixth expansion, it was no longer my game, and I was just like. It's yours now. I I just stopped playing. I will play on occasion. I don't think I ever played the Sims with making magic, the last expansion. I'm pretty sure i never played it because it was now officially hers. Um, and it just, it brought her a lot of joy. And so it's, it's, you know, it's when you said that statistic, Jeff, about how so many players were women. I'm like, fuck that. Oh man, it makes sense. You know, like, that was her jam. I showed her how to do the mods, and like she would import skins for like wallpapers and carpets and all sorts of furniture. And she just would go to town and just create the. I I showed her how to do cheat codes, so she'd have like a million simoleons And oh yeah, and that was such an a cool experience to watch her become a real gamer. Because in my mind, there is no such thing as. I feel like, people say like, oh you know you're not a real gamer if you play a video game or a PCM. You're a fucking gamer. It doesn't matter how much you play. You're a gamer, you're a gamer. That's okay. Uh, there's no shame in it. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's my story. I mean, it, it's, it, it, this, this franchise has a, a special a place for me because whenever I think of it, uh, I think of her. And I just think about how much, you know, it, it, it killed her because she used to always give me shit about how many times <laughs> I would play, how, how often I would play video games as a kid. And look at her, <laughs> fucking sinking hours into this thing.
0: Who's on the other side of
1: the table now, ma? You know, but yeah. that's the that's beauty of video gaming, right? And that's yeah. something that we can connect with because when you're 17 years old, shit, you have very little to talk to your parents about, realistically, True. let alone your mom. But we had we talked about the Sims, you know. So it was a uh, it was real special.
2: Yeah, that that's super special, and it's it's inspiring, and it's it's one of those things like that's the power of gaming, man. Like it can yeah. it can bridge mm-hmm. those gaps, and you know, us as kids with our parents, you know. There's always that, well, I know better than them because I'm the kid and they know better than I do because they're the parent, but there's no, there's not always like a, like a clear line of unity. And sometimes there's games and things that come along like a game like this that can bridge that gap. And that's super fucking awesome, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. To elaborate on that as well, I think it's interesting
0: because uh, there, you can com- connect with movies and music with people too. But a lot of times what, what our parents wanted to do with us and what we want to do with our children is this is what I love. And this is what I love. Let me introduce you to this, which is great as a way for us to share our love and our experience with our children and for our parents to share it with us. But in the exact same respect, we've already had that experience. And now we're trying to reinvigorate that experience in somebody else. But Video games are a great and it's really interesting because music is so divisive. So I think video games and in a way, movies kind of help stand alone in this regard is that when something new comes out and both generations get to experience it simultaneously, no one has a preconceived notion. Uh, For my father and I, uh, the most recent experience, because it happens a lot, was I think Red Dead Redemption 2. Right, playing that game simultaneously as that happened for my daughter and I, it's when uh, Paper Mario, the newest one, came out for the Switch, getting to play together in that regard. And for you, Doc, and it was in your mom, it was The Sims. You know, here is something fresh that we're both making memories of and having a conversation, not even really as peers, but as two people who love this one mutually exclusive thing. And I think that's that's a power of video games and art in a way, definitely.
2: It's a beautiful thing for sure.
0: See you. You guys are
3: lucky, <clears throat> in 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 that aspect with your parents. Um, your parents are younger than my parents. You know, I think all of you guys, your parents were younger than mine. Uh, my 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 parents had me, you know, at, at later in life. So, video games was never something that even crossed Jimmy Mac's mind, right? He's like, oh, you're gonna go play the thing? All right, cool. I'll be down here, right? But in in a <laughs> this <laughs> my my dad would come home from work sit in his chair turn on the TV drink a few beers watch TV till he went to sleep woke up went to work you know and repeat my my dad was my dad lived to work that was his thing everything else was always kind of secondary and my mom <clears throat> always supported the gaming but never really got into the gaming you know my my gaming relationship as i've mentioned on the show several times with my brother But I do have an experience like how you guys were talking about with your parents that is Sim Light with my dad. Uh, So my father, my father, um, military, you know, was in the army uh, after World War Two. So he got to hang around a whole bunch of angry Germans. (laughs) Um, So, you know, do they come any other way? (laughs) <laughs> just 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 not at that time, not really. It's like they lost the war. There's a whole bunch of Americans still hanging around in their bars. This is bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and my dad played football. You know, my my dad was my dad was an atypical alpha male in that regard, right? And then here comes me, film, theater, played ice hockey. My dad knew nothing about hockey. My dad learned hockey, you know, kind of like as I learned hockey, you know. <clears throat> but there was one thing that we just connected on. And that was HGTV shows. <laughs> well, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know how. We just found ourselves on Saturday afternoons just sitting in our living room just with HGTV on and just marathons of Property Brothers and of love it or list it and just, you know, casually talking about how we both really enjoyed the backsplash that they were putting up in the kitchen. <laughs> and how and how if they and how if we could find another beam, we could get open concept. And how we don't think that the harem bone pattern in the entryway should have been really where they went. They probably went more with a tile uh, or kind of a granite. And like we just bonded over that. So, you know, an HGTV is a Sims light type television show because you're watching people Mm -hmm. build things for themselves. You're watching them live their lives. Um, And that was that was one of those things that we kind of really bonded over. And, you know, I would think that if and later as I kind of started playing this and, you know, you guys kind of mentioned it's one of those games that you have. it's, It's a slow burn and you've got to invest the time in it to get more out of it and, you know. And that just wasn't that just wasn't kind of where my mind was. I wanted that stimulation a lot more instant from my video games, and kind of stuck a little bit more with uh, with their narrative. So you think even now with that experience, I might want to go back to playing The Sims? And um, the answer was uh, emphatically no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not for everyone.
0: No.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. um. But yeah. So I at least had like that little bit of like Sims light connection with my, with my father so
0: fantastic no yeah. and and you know it's that's uh, awesome it's that's fantastic christopher lowell and the early home garden television is, is iconic but also so we had the sims come out then we had the sims 2 uh but there's also let's not forget between sims 2 and sims 3 was the sims online because yeah. for some strange reason every fucking thing needed an online an mmo for it At a time when... God, I wish the MMO break would have happened later in gaming's life cycle. When people knew what the fuck they were doing. And two, when I could afford to play more of them. Because... There was a fucking MMO for everything in the mid 2000s. There was World of Warcraft, Star Wars, uh, Lord of the Rings Online, mm-hmm. The Sims Online, Heroes Unlimited, uh, City of Heroes. Oh, right? I remember Heroes. Heroes. Yeah. Oh, all kinds oh, of I shit. I remember Just that. Like, City
3: of Heroes, City of Villains. All oh. that shit. City of Heroes like,
1: was amazing.
3: Bring yes. me
0: back. All, all of those MMOs that we didn't, uh, that the technology wasn't up to snuff enough to support the ambitions of everybody. And because they didn't go great in the long run, we won't ever really get them again. But uh, but here we are now. And in 2014, The Sims 4 came out. And a few short years later, they finally found a way to port The Sims uh, into a proper console version. Not The Sims for the PS2, which was basically similar to what The Sims Mobile would end up being. No, a full PC to console port which is still eight years later, receiving new updates and new content. And that's where a, a whole generation of gamers are, are rediscovering this over 20-year-old franchise is with The Sims 4. So we've all recently played The Sims 4, some very, very recently. What uh, What are our thoughts on how it is as a game now? Doc, why don't you, why don't you take us off on this one? Sims 4.
1: So, okay. Uh, I can say, like, I, I, I kind of mentioned offline before we started. I put a few hours uh, into Sims 4. Uh, I didn't want to put too, too much because I knew that, like, my gaming schedule is already filled with a lot of other games that I really want to really want to play. So I knew that, like, I wanted to, you know, make a, a family, get in. Start working on some stuff. See what I see. How things have changed because the last Sims game I played was Sims Two. So that was 2004. That's a long time ago. Um, (laughs) So you, in my mind, you cannot necessarily just talk about Sims Four or Three without talking about the importance of Two because to me, they're all connected, right? Sims One is a thing. It's it's a landmark game. But Sims Two, everything that Sims Four is is only because Sims 2 became it. only because Sims 2 ushered it in. right. Uh, so what I mean is you know the introduction of like Sims one was a sprite based characters, character models. I mean we're talking yeah. now 3d fully 3D uh, models. Uh, we're talking you know fully 3d environments versus you know the, the, the diametric, you know static environments, you know, the fixed camera angle which I totally forgot about when I was looking up video clips from Sims one. Um, but I tore uh, not as much as I thought I would uh, because it's incredibly tedious. Uh, but I, I guess that's sort of the thing with Sims. And, and I think that speaks to like, I'm an adult now. <laughs> I don't want to do more adulting now than I already do. <laughs> uh, I don't want to pay more bills, whether it's in real money or real money or simoleons. Um I think, you know, the introduction of fully customizable characters is really important. You know, Sims 1, it was like you had faces, you had bodies, and and you could, there are three different, I think, complexions, and then that was it. You know, Sims 2, 3, and 4 introduces, you know, you can, I mean, and we're gamers of current generation, but we've been gaming, you know, if you say Morrowind or uh, uh, Oblivion or, or Uh, What was the last one that's made like a million different times? Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim, yeah. Yeah, like character customizations come a long way. Uh, So being able to adjust nostril size, eye size, eyebrows, chin, your jowl, everything. uh, Super important. Uh, (laughs) But more specifically, with Sims 2 and going forward is life stages. And that's incredibly important to the Sims experience and Sims 4 specifically, in Sims One, it was like you know you could create an adult, you create a baby, but they stayed a baby forever or a toddler forever. They went from a baby to a toddler, but they never got any older. Sims Two revolutionized all that, and there were like seven life stages, including death. You know, like, but that could create an entire family line. You could take two Sims, create them, put them together, and then create a baby out of it based on what you did. It could kind of figure out what the baby could look like. Um, I think uh, to get all the way back down to The Sims 4, uh, it's fun. Um, I I had a a lot of fun creating my character, creating myself and my wife. I spent way too much time on that, but that's what I always do. (laughs) Uh, You spend a ton of time just tweaking little things, like getting the the right uh, ear size and the hairstyle. And it's amazing how things have changed in the years since I played The Sims game. Uh, But then once I plopped them down in a lot, reality set in because everybody wanted to come visit fucking sims are really rude they just come and start knocking at all hours of the day mm. walk in and you gotta entertain everybody you gotta make sure you're eating you gotta make sure you're going to work you gotta make sure that you're cleaning up behind yourself you gotta make sure you're taking a dump like you gotta do all mm-hmm. these things um i, I enjoyed it uh now, obviously, I played like the the default. I didn't have any like any of the extra packs or anything. But I thought I didn't notice that I had any with like the the Game Pass version. Um, but I spent a couple hours just kind of screwing around, you know, going to work and you know enjoying my my days off or spending time with my wife and canoodling or doing the woohoo with her uh, virtually, which was interesting. It <laughs> was just weird uh, actually. Uh, I now, did you guys when you did it, did you create your home or did you pick a lot?
2: When I did it, I just bought a prefurbished home. Yeah.
1: Now, I now wish I kind of built the house. I should have. Yeah,
2: yeah, same. The first time I did it, uh, I just bought the lot. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to build a house. And then I was like, how do I build a house? There's like no <laughs> tutorial. I don't remember how to build a house. And then I was like, all <laughs> right. This I was like, I'm just going to reset it and then just buy a house. And then I did it. And then I was like hitting buttons. And then there was no furniture. And I was like, God damn it. So then I redid it again. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I just want to like, I just want a house with furniture in it, so I could start from there. But my my experience was similar to yours, Jones. And I and you know I started playing The Sims with Sims Two, and you know Sims Two was a drastic upgrade from The Sims One. For sure, um, you know we upgraded from two D to three D. Uh, you mentioned the life stages. There was they added. Uh, the personality types and the aspirations of, you know, what your Sims wanted to be, Mm, which didn't exist um, in the first one. You know, the, the, the toughest thing was there were what, four years between Sims one and Sims two and seven or eight expansions in between, but because they did such a drastic UI update for Sims two, nothing was backwards compatible, which now like when you went from two to three and the, seven or eight expansions in between that if you had sims 3 all the previous ones worked, whereas from one to two none of it worked but so i spent a lot of time playing sims 2 back in the day uh it was great to try to figure out how to get death the grim reaper to come whether you burned your house down (laughs) Mm -hmm. or you put your sim in the pool when they were tired take out the ladder (laughs) Whatever whatever the case may be um but i i had a lot of fun it was it was one of those things where like i would pick it up and play it for a few hours and then just leave it and then come back and pick it up and play it for a few hours and just leave it but when i when i fired up sims 4 like it was trying to retrain myself in terms of how to play the sims Mm
0: -hmm. because
2: it, it get there's there's no guidebook there's no instructions it's just like turn it on, pick your SIM, customize them, pick where you want to live and just fucking go. And I was getting frustrated. Like, <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Like, how do mm-hmm. I even do this? I'm like, Google, how do I fucking do this? Uh, and so it was hard for me to get back <laughs> into it. Um, but my wife basically took the controller from me and she's been playing The Sims 4 nonstop for the past week and a half. <laughs> So the podcast
1: is really benefiting the house. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's
2: like, she's like, how are you even going to talk about this? I'm the one playing it the whole time. Do you want me to come talk about it? And I was like, no, (laughs) just go fucking play it while I talk about it. (laughs) I would have, I would have had her pinch, pinch hit for me.
3: If I, if I known she was playing it nonstop for the last week and a half.
2: No, she's got her. Sim has a boyfriend and now she's trying to get a second boyfriend. And oh. her and her Simpson an astronaut oh, yeah. like that's her job. I'm like, it's all you, man. It's all oh, you.
0: I love it. <laughs> I don't
2: have the patience for it anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mac, what's your Sims 4 experience been like, dude? As your I, fir- I, the first Sims you had your hands on, I I wanted to become a cook.
3: Like that was where my aspiration was. You know, it's like, all right, let's let's go make some food, and then it's like you're going to go to work, and then my sim went to work, and I didn't go with my sim to work. I just stayed at the house with the other person that was fucking there. And they're like, <laughs> all right, do shit with this person. Like, I don't fucking even know who this person is. Like, they're just in the <laughs> fucking house. And, and now I gotta like fucking have this person shit while my sim is out doing its thing. And I gotta figure out, like, I, I, I the, 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 the tediousness of the tasks were just so much. Oh, your, your sim needs to go eat and let's make a conversation. And do you wanna, Be flirty, or do you want to be rude, or do you want to be uh funny? Like I just, you know, my my the person that was in my house with my sim was just getting irritated with me and was just uncomfortable with the conversation (laughs) trying to have. And um, oh now your sim has to go to sleep. And I'm like, Oh, I'm just gonna fucking fast forward a little bit here because my sim's sleeping, and what do I give a shit? I, I just there were so many aspects of the game that was just, I, I just, like I, don't like, I don't like doing this stuff in real life. I don't like doing <laughs> dishes in real life. I don't want to clean up when people come over. I don't fucking like when people knock on my door now. Like, what do I want a video game that's going to do that whole thing? Just make me relive the shit I don't feel like doing as an adult already. <laughs> so um it was just kind of more of a, it was a little bit more of a reinforcement that even at this stage of my life and having experiences playing different games, that it just didn't really appeal to me. You know, I, I I gave it a solid a solid two and a half to three hours to see if I could just really get into it and, and get down with it and and push through. And I just was like, I just it was like a book you're trying to read and you just can't get past the first few chapters. You just realize it's kind of not for you. So, but that's also kind of like a, a bit of a lifestyle thing for me, anyway. It's like I, I'm not a bit. I don't like watching reality TV at all. Like reality TV never appeals to me. Um, you know, I I don't read a ton of nonfiction books. I like a lot of fiction books because I like like stories and I like narratives and I like my entertainment to kind of have that as well, whether it's a TV show or a video game or a novel or a comic book or anything like that. It's just I I want there to be an interesting narrative that just kind of transport me and not, you know, spend time in the video game doing the things that I just didn't really like doing in real life anyway. So, um, yeah, it just kind of just reaffirmed that narrative for me that I wasn't really, I wasn't really down for it.
0: Fair, fair. Doc.
1: As Mac is explaining all this and I'm like, man, yeah, like Sims 4 and it's and I think it's because I've been out of it, out of the Matrix for so long. It's hard to re- reinsert myself back into it and kind of get the wheels going. But as he's, he's talking, I'm like, I'm having these memories. I don't know about you guys, but like so going from Sims one to two was a really big deal because I was such a big fan of one, I was super excited for two. And like I was keeping up with all the news and all the things that were coming, all the uh, adjustments and changes and upgrades. But then when I found out that you could create a sim as a kid and they will go from a kid to a yeah, teenager to a up. young adult and adult. Yeah. And so what I did, and it was to this day one of the most gratifying most like I was so involved with this experience when the game came out I sat down at my computer or my parents computer I sat down and I had all sorts of pictures of like myself my parents my sister friends like any picture I I, I, and I just started creating an an entire neighborhood of people I created myself as a kid my sister as like a like an older like adult young adult, and then my parents. I created Anthony, his dad, his brother, his sister. I created uh, my friend Erica and her dad. I created a bunch of other buddies of mine and their parents. And I just had this, so we could all theoretically grow up together yeah, and see like where all of these interactions would go. And there's no other game going to let you do that to create just a little tiny world and just, just go see what happens and I couldn't tell you what happened and uh, there was no Bella goth murder situations nothing like that <laughs> but it was just that <laughs> that investment that I had uh I think is just to me is like that's the sims you, you are invested in this experience because in the sims sims 2 even in sims 1 but like sims 2 3 and 4 there are skills that you can learn cook you gotta cook more you have to keep cooking you keep building up your skills and you go from making food that that's nah, not too bad food. That's you're cooking it faster. You're making better, nicer dishes. Like it's more, more nutritious for you uh, that the ability to just get better at things. And, you know, it's like a game where you're, you're, you're practicing a guitar or practicing whatever. It sounds silly, but like, that's the point of the sins. It's, there is no real point to it. It's just, live and live your best life and i think for some people uh thankfully not myself uh but for some people playing the sims is living their best life
2: yeah it's 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 an escape from reality yeah
1: yeah yeah like a significant escape you know like having like you know or imagine somebody who's never gotten married has no no romantic interest doesn't have any kids but in the sims they have a four, they have a, a lovely wife or husband, children, they have responsibilities that they'll never have. They, they're, they get, I don't know it's just it's interesting uh, that level of escape, you know, because gaming is an escape, but it's a it's a different type because it's just a whole other life.
2: Yeah, I, go ahead, Dave.
3: I was gonna say you, you make a really good point about that substantial shift in gameplay. And and what you can get out of it that you can't in regular life, which is really, I think, what you know when you're talking about Sims, like that's what a simulation is, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's in its purest form. Mm -hmm. And I was, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say that I kind of wonder because you know, Jones, Noah, you both got involved with the Sims when you guys with with the first version of the game. You grew up with it. You came up with it. Jeff, you got in with Sims too, right? Mm -hmm. I never got in with the Sims. Until, you know, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about we're going to do this podcast and uh, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to fucking, you know, settle in and give this game a try and everything. And I wonder if maybe that's a part of it is because, you know, when you have these games that have been around for so long and there's so much advancement that happens with the game, you guys were able to get in early on before a lot of that shit kind of came in. I'm coming in, you know, at level four of this thing. Mm-hmm. There's been so much development. There's been so much put into it. There's been um, so many enhancements and, and ways to improve the game that it might almost be too much for me to really get involved with it just because I didn't have the same kind of, you know, experiences with it like uh, like you guys did.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's 20 plus years of evolution there. You know, and and even seeing where it it went from one to two to three to four, it's like there's certain points in our lives. So, you know, we started playing, some of us when we were in our teens, some of us when we were in our 20s. Back then, we had a whole lot more time to game than we do now. Yep. But Mm -hmm. there's kids who are in their teens and their young 20s who have been playing Sims 4 for the past eight years that it's been out. And they've dumped hundreds and hundreds of hours into this game because we we were doing the same thing when we were kids. It was just different games, different times. Granted, the technology is far more complex now than it was then. And the advancements are far more complex now than they were then but it's still the same thing it's it's kids it's young adults it's adults gaming like what's available to me like what do i know growing up like what my kids will know of sims is going to be sim 6 or later or whatever something crazy compared, compared to what i know of sims from like yeah started gaming before fucking the first mario game came out so it's like <laughs> my perception is a little different than theirs but it's it's like the, the legacy of this game is so powerful because it's been able to transcend through all those generations for the past 20 plus years and it's going to continue to do so i mean the every iteration so far has what anywhere from seven to ten Expansion packs, at least before they roll out the next one. So, what Sims Five going to look like? Who knows? I'm sure we will find out soon enough. That's a good question. It'll be for the Oculus.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Knowing that's that's where it's going to go. I mean, that's where all this is going to go to eventual point where you're in a fully simulated, fully immersive uh, simulation simulation experience with that. I mean, you, you guys mentioned about how. For people that don't have some of these things in their lives, that may never have some of these things in their lives, this is an opportunity for them to invest in having something like that. The next natural stage of it is to immerse yourself in it you know, fully uh, and, and see where that goes. You know, I, I think we've probably talked about that with games before, uh, of, of that always being my thought of where it will eventually go. Uh, and you mentioned a good point about the number of hours that people can invest in some of these games. I don't know if I've ever mentioned about the Pavlovian um, conditioning that Barbie Mac did to myself and uh, Mike Aniskevich where video games were concerned. Because um, growing up, we only had an hour to play. You get an hour in the morning. I got an hour. Mike got an hour. And then at 1130 in the morning, here's your fucking PB&J. Get on your bike. Go outside. Don't come home until those streetlights come on. Right? <laughs> get um the fuck out. Get the, it was, get the fuck out. My soaps are <laughs> coming on. I don't need your shit. There was one TV in the living room, and she would go ahead and sacrifice it prior to a price is right. So, you know, even in that kind of point, we're always kind of conditioned just to only play for an hour or maybe two hours. And then at that point, it's like, well, I feel like I've played enough and I should go do something different. So, uh, you know, a game like this where you do need to invest a lot of time, you know, I, I don't think I was even... Condition playing video games to be able to do that.
0: A wise, wise call. I think it's interesting. You mentioned uh, Sims 6, Jafar, and not, it's EA, though. It'll still be Sims 4. But <laughs> if you want to take a step, it's a microtransaction. And if you play for 6,000 <laughs> hours, you can unlock Darth Vader's boot. So it's, it's, where it'll His fucking boot. go
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the main series, so between Sims 1 and Sims 4, they're releasing one every five years. Yeah. But if that if they kept on that trajectory, Sims Five should have came out three years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. just milking the shit out of the Sims Four.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, uh, my, my wife, who I'll mention here in a minute, uh, has discovered that that's how they get you. They get you with the base game. It's like just a taste, just for a second. Just taste a game four nine ninety nine. You're like, oh, okay. Well, what else do I do? Oh, seasons. I can add seasons. Forty dollars. To make it snow in the Sims or, oh, do you want to actually physically go to the job with your Sims? Well, check it out. It's like Train Sim World 2, which is known on Steam as being the most expensive game that to buy all of the DLC for Train Train Sim World 2 would cost you over $100,000 to have all the trains for this game. Well, equally useless is the ability to go fucking walk a virtual dog because it will cost you almost $1,000 for every content pack and DLC pack out there at full price for The Sims 4. So it's crazy. But my experience of The Sims 4, so I feel I'm slightly on an island with this one. Um, I originally bought The Sims 4 some years ago, three, four years ago for the PS4 when it came out. Because I had a, uh, man, I don't know, it was the 2018, I think is what year it was, or 2019. That was a huge game a year because Red Dead Redemption 2 and Spider-Man came out for the PS4 in the same year. And talking about a fucking mammoth-sized hole in your heart after playing those two games. Nothing, like, air doesn't smell good anymore. Food doesn't have the same flavor. So I went and bought, (laughs) and I went to buy. I need something. What's fucking different than those two epic story games? So I bought The Sims Four, and that was. So I already had a crash course. And hey, you haven't played Sims since 2002. Um, Fucking welcome to the jungle. So I knew where that one was. And then this past Christmas, uh, my wife, we upgraded her laptop to be a gaming laptop. And so we unleashed her on the Steam, on Steam. And one of the things she landed on was The Sims 4. And she had, of course, a thousand questions. It's really interesting to watch her approach this as not just a novice in The Sims, but uh, with the exception of very few games, almost exclusively Nintendo first party games and Stardew Valley, my wife doesn't play new games. She was really excited for the Super Mario 3D All Stars to come out on the Switch because her favorite game is Mario 64. And she was crying when it came on. Like that's so The Sims 4 is like a new, is to watch her like design a house and it's this mammoth house, it looks like a fucking mall. And it's got this little bedroom in a corner. And she doesn't <laughs> understand spatial. Um, awareness so in order to ahead of us talking even about pc gaming roots in order to get her acclimated to this i started playing the sims again as well this is kind of like well she's asking me these questions i don't fucking remember i was still in the post spider-man ps4 pre-detroit become human haze where no fucking games mattered other than that those year. so i started playing and it was like riding a bicycle but when you talk about living your, your life, here's how you know the two people um, either A, shouldn't be married to each other or B, we're always meant to be married to each other. Because I started playing The Sims independently on console and she started playing The Sims and she's working on asking me questions and I'm figuring out. So what I did was I didn't go the Jones road. Uh, I'm married in real life. I got a bunch of bills. So anything that I'm doing in my real life. Uh, I'm not going to do in the sim. So I went fucking uh, in a bachelor. And (laughs) what I did was built myself a tiny little one bedroom, like off the grid cabin uh, in a corner of the lot uh, in which there was a basement uh, surrounded by candles that I would only exclusively uh, bed women of color in this game. And age didn't matter. That's what I was going to live my absolute best life in this thing and my wife's like what are you doing i'm like, just having a good time but just 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 slaying and all the strange <laughs> i possibly can and then she's my like friend. i need i need help in this and i find out so check this out my wife so she gets in there she's learning to play the game and when you know it some guy and some girl comes over and so my wife does what jones does instinctually great minds think like she starts flirting with the husband ends up banging the husband because she said, and I quote. The wife is so mean. He deserves better than her. So she starts banging (laughs) the husband. Then she starts, check this out though. Then she starts banging the chick. My wife then (laughs) proceeds to have had sex with almost every available adult sim in The Sims, including to the point where the dude, the original, she married and they're both trying to bang random strangers in their house. In their marriage, being angry about it. I don't know why there isn't a sim feature for an open marriage. So, in response to this absolute home record mentality she has in The Sims, I decided to go on My Sims and narrate as I found, as I created a household that has three women. You have a grandmother, then her daughter, the regular adult, and then her daughter, the young adult. And I narrated it as I proceeded to achieve what I call. The Sims 4 Ultimate Triple Threat, which was to bang the daughter, the mother, and the grandmother in the same house and in the same day in The Sims, and then I quit playing the game. Because how could you fucking top that? Prove my wife that if you were to hoe around in my house, I have been hoeing around in The Sims since I put (laughs) boobs on Pat Patterson. Okay, I don't fucking show you how we play this (laughs) game.
2: This really derailed quickly.
0: Wow! It's, or That's, or or did
3: it? I feel I feel like the entire premise of this episode was for Noah to tell that story.
0: I mean, it's, it's, every, I, it I, I every it was all just a setup. It was a setup. She knows. She knew. She's never. If there's any episode that she ever remotely has a chance to listen to, it would be this episode. Because the, when I announced that we're doing the sim, she's like, "Oh, I want to talk about it, and I want to talk about my my ability to." And she stopped because she realized that the whole thing is so I can tell the entire world (laughs) how bad she was hoeing around in the Desert Springs and in Newtown and all that stuff. Everywhere she went, she was laying pavement down on every single sim. So, yeah, to my my beautiful, amazing wife. Just... (laughs) Just clapping cheeks with every virtual sim. Making (laughs) woohoo in every possible way you could. Making woohoo an observatory. I see you. I see what you're doing. I know what you're putting it down.
3: Eight months of podcasting has (laughs) led to this moment.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's going to happen
3: eventually.
0: You know what else is going to happen eventually? Next week's episode. Because we are going to talk about the blue. That's right. Jay-Z. Is it the greatest hip hop album yeah. of all time? It's up there. And we're going to talk about it more specifically as we get going on. Gentlemen, are you excited to cover the blueprint? This is an interesting album because uh all of our music has either had an emotional connection directly to one of us, or one of us has chosen this record because oh, it's my favorite band or one of my favorite artists, or we love you. This one is something we just all kind of agree is kick-ass and we want to talk about it. Are we excited,
2: gents? absolutely i'm i'm super excited <laughs> yeah i i yeah, fucking yeah, love hip-hop sure. hence i'm wearing so a fucking i'm wearing a wu-tang hoodie right now mm-hmm. so hip-hop is my jam and this fucking album is so good i'm so excited to talk it's awesome about really it
0: good. spoiler it is beginning to end still, still really
1: so good <laughs> it uh, held up yeah.
2: really well it's yeah, really even
1: the good. weakest tracks are still really good
3: I feel like the reception on this album is gonna be slightly better than the reception for the second half of Hot Foss. Oh
2: man. <laughs> just just that's just fun. out of out of yeah. curiosity, Dave, have you ever listened to the blueprint? Yeah, I have. Okay, that's all. Yeah, one. I
3: have I have more Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have more I have Damn more it. downloaded Jay Z and more Jay Z albums than you probably think I do. So
2: okay. We, like shall we, we shall excited. see. We shall see next week. I'm excited. To talk it's about gonna be it.
0: good. That's next week, uh, and I'm really excited to, to get everyone's kind of backstory into into their experience with Jay and the rise of of that. You know, as that version of hip hop brand came came to prominence in this era, it's going to be cool. But speaking of seeing how things go, uh, as we're all we haven't taken this leap yet because the week after next, ladies and gentlemen, it is the 20th year anniversary. Of WrestleMania eighteen, x eight, we're covering our first WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, this is the one to no, do. That's, that is our first. WrestleMania. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say about what goes on in this show because we get a lot on this show. Is there fucking everything is on this goddamn show? But it's Hulk Hogan versus The Rock in front of eighty thousand people in Toronto. <laughs> is it the biggest wrestling match of all time? You've got Chris Jericho as the first undisputed champion. You've got Steve Austin, Stone Cold, in the mid card on this show. That's how stacked this fucking show is. You've got everybody and everything. you got Edge and Christian, the Hardys, the Dudleys. You've got everything you want on this show. And it's the 20th anniversary. We're going to peak attitude era right here. The end of it. This was the last show before they got the F out. This was the last WWF pay-per-view. And we're going to talk about it at the end of March. And we got all kinds of fun shit going on. Are you guys excited about WrestleMania 18? Uh, it's going to be fun.
2: It's going to be mean, real fun.
0: I mean, of course.
3: But how? I've always wondered how does the WWF lose that battle to the World Wildlife Fund?
0: <sighs> Very simply put. The World Wrestling Federation uh did not exist as long as the World Wildlife Fund was. WWF as the World Wildlife Fund existed in England far before Vince decided to drop a W. And as he recently said on the Pat McAfee show, he had no idea that the World Wildlife Fund ever existed. Which, and let me just go on ahead and tell you that the whole idea of Vince jumping the gun and naming something without doing his due diligence about uh what it's named, have we have we heard about name it what they've uh, what they tried to rename Walter the NXT UK by naming him Gunther Stark. No. Gunther Stark was his proposed name until the internet went ahead and googled that and found out that that's a famous Nazi commander. <laughs> so oh. they just yeah. went ahead Well, and well it's and- good they didn't go all the way. The, with the that. internet still doesn't exist events. Yeah. No.
2: But anyways, well, bitches love pandas. Just why <laughs> WWF one out. True. Over WWE. Very true.
0: You can't tell us pandas no. It's but true. and you can't tell us no. Uh, because we're we're gonna keep coming for you consent or not every single week. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking wonderful. Uh,
2: it's gonna
0: be like you know, there's a question I wanted to ask, and now uh now, now's a really great time to ask it. And I, I could ask it to anybody, but specifically, um, this is this is geared towards doc. So the subject today was the Sims, and we, we talked about mostly just just generally how important the, the gaming franchise was. But I just want to just want to say you didn't really play the Sims 4 that much, but imagine if you had played the Sims 4 and uh you had your Sim is just going through they gotta eat, they gotta sleep, they gotta go to work, and all of a sudden you get that 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 little bladder bar gets down into the yellow, and then the red. And so you know you're gonna have right-click your sim and you send them over and you click on the toilet, and your sim, uh goes ahead and, and sits down the pee because I would imagine that your sim would definitely sit down the pee and all of a sudden pff, out of the water comes it's the Sega channel and it just starts sucking your sim's dick like hard if you could would you hit the right click and would you hit finish <laughs> <laughs> woohoo would you uh, woo
2: would you woo uh, with
0: the Sega channel, sir Jesus in Christ. the bathroom?
2: Because it's not in real life. It's in it's not, not in real life. Right. Yeah. Would
0: your virtual um, sim virtually impregnate the Sims version of the Sega channel? <laughs> Peru wants to know. No, nobody would know, Jones. Nobody would oh, know. Well,
1: it's it's good that Peru wants to know because I'm gonna tell Peru right now and I'm gonna tell all the you fine gentlemen on the show and, and the dozens of people who listen to us around the world. Um, I would take the mouse, slide it over to the bottom, eh, close to the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, where it has like my Sim's little picture. Where it says like what I wanted to do, and I'm gonna click X, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna cancel that action.
0: <laughs> That's just not right. I mean, it it traveled across space and yep, time. You're not right to, to give you a blumpkin <laughs> in that bathroom, and you wouldn't fucking, oh, man. you wouldn't give it the time of day. But we thank you for giving us the time of day dear listeners gentlemen well we'll catch everybody on the flip side next week for the blueprint all right
2: see y'all then yes all right take it easy everybody listening. see ya later nothing good
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening. And if you liked what you heard, please be sure to tell a friend or two to check us out. You can follow this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and much more to make sure you get the latest episodes and all of our cheeky, cheeky shenanigans. And don't forget to check us out on social media. We have our Nothing Good page on Facebook. We're on Twitter at NothingGoodPod and at Insta at Nothing Good Podcast. And while you're there, drop us a line. Say hello. Enjoy some of our shit posting and shameless promotion, or hell, even check out our merchandise. I promise it's really sweet. We'll see you next time.